Hello and welcome back to another caffeinated episode of Coffee Conversations. I'm Samantha Kaufman. I'm Father Andy. Hi, Father Andy. Sam, how you doing? <laughs> good. How are you? Good. Good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Oh my gosh. So you've been like gone for a little bit, right? <laughs> so you were on a retreat. Was it last week? It was last week. Yeah, Monday through Friday, I was out at St. Vincent's Arch Abbey in Latrobe, yeah. Latrobe area. So St. Vincent's College. It was a really good retreat. Uh, it was the first time I had been there and was able to stay with the Benedictine monks in their monastery, wow. which was an interesting experience in a good way. Yeah. Um, the monastery was, yeah, it was it was cells, you know, some monks live in little cells, right? Oh um, obviously not like a jail cell, but <laughs> they're just small little, very small, humble quarters. Uh-huh. Um, but I was able to pray with the monks every day and throughout the day. They, they pray at various times throughout the day and yeah. able to celebrate mass with them. And that was one of the beautiful things, I think, about the retreat for me was just the reminder of slowing down. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, things that my life gets so busy for all of us and entering into their um, routine of prayer and their just kind of rhythm of prayer throughout the day uh, was really helpful for me just to really, yeah, slow down in a prayerful way. So that was kind of one of the main takeaways uh, for me, just remembering, okay, mm-hmm. when I do go to prayer... This is just really time a time for resting with the Lord and, um, and yeah, entering into that. So Yeah, it sounds like it was a really peaceful time entering into that with prayer. Peaceful, yes. Very, very mm-hmm. peaceful, yeah. And even the, the weather was beautiful, so I was able to walk around the campus, campus quite a bit, yeah, and mm-hmm. ran into your mom and dad. <laughs> we were able to go out to dinner together one night. That oh was wonderful. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, yeah. You went to Carmine's, they said. Went to Carmine's, yeah, yeah. I got... <laughs> Some kind of, oh no, it wasn't chicken parmesan, it was uh, uh-huh. meatball parmesan or something. Your dad recommended Ooh. it, was very good. It was very good. Yeah, that's so. really good. Yeah. They, surprisingly, because when they were in Texas for two years, there's no Italians in Texas, so there was really nothing that they could, even, I mean, just the little um, pizza joints, it wasn't the same. So living in uh, PA, there's, there's in La Trobe area, there's a lot of Italians. So a little more ethnicity, love, yeah, yeah, Italian ethnicity, yeah. They love Carmine, so yeah. that was good. It sounds like, I think you have an exciting week coming up next week, is that yes, right? Yes, yes, so... Um, November is so busy, but it's a lot of good things happening. So next week, next Thursday, November 16th, I'm taking six high schoolers to NCYC in Indianapolis. So National Catholic Youth Conference. So this is a national conference uh, with all high schoolers across the country. So coming together this year, it's in Indianapolis at the convention center there. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. But there's just so much, um, so many like breakout sessions, um, prayer experiences, activities. I think it'll be just a wonderful experience mm. for all of us. And the group that we have going, they're, they're just such a wonderful group. They, they're definitely the faith leaders. You can tell they're really seeking uh, this conference as kind of being strengthened by the Holy Spirit to, mm. to go out and live the faith. A lot of them have went to um, Damascus, like in the summer, so yeah. uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camp. But this is more of a conference. So this will be interesting for us to... Uh, go there together and it is a diocesan trip as well so the diocese they kind of organized this which was great I mean easier on our part Um, so I think it'll be about 
I didn't count everybody, but about 100 or 150 from the Diocese of Cleveland. Wow. Wow. Um, so they, they've told me this is the first time I'm going, okay. um, but they've said that the Diocese of Cleveland has always had great presence at mm-hmm. this type of a conference. So Yeah, I've, I've heard of NCYC before. I've never been, though. Yeah. Um, I think the bishop is going as well. Is that right? So we have <clears throat> Father Eric Garris. Uh, Bishop Woost and Bishop Malesic. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. Some of the heavy <laughs> the hitters. The whole from crew Cleveland. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who's on what bus, but they said, they're like, Sam, it's your first time. We're going to make you a bus captain. I'm like, ah, oh, sure. <laughs> Might as well. Thanks. But um, I was like, if Father Eric's on our bus, oh my gosh, it's wow. going to be crazy. Be a, yeah, that'll be a fun ride. <laughs> I think it's about, like, on maps, it says to downtown Indianapolis, it's about four and a half hours, but on a bus, like, I think our route is, like, we have to meet at St. Justin Martyr, go down to St. Barnabas, oh. and then go, so I, I don't know how yeah, long that'll be. Scenic route, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how many days are you there for? Um, Thursday through Sunday. We return Sunday afternoon. Wow, okay. Next Sunday, so. Um, so Anyone? technically a three-day what? Any well-known speakers? Um, is Father Mike Schmitz going to be there? Father you know? Mike Schmitz is not going to be there, but there's, I think, um, I have the app. They have an app, which is oh. cool. Um, but they have, like, is it for King and Country is the mm. entertainment? Mm-hmm. But speak, oh, uh, is it Mari Pablo? Mari Pablo, yeah. Yeah. Sister Josephine Garrett. Okay, yep. Um, a lot of hallow people. Yeah, a lot of hallow people. Um, but the breakout sessions look really interesting. So I had the teens kind of go through and see which ones they'll be uh, kind of interested in. Um, but I've been to Indianapolis for the SEEK conference when I was in college. That was in 2019. And it's a really... So it's kind of like probably about the same experience just for college students that was for SEEK. So I think it would be, yeah, kind of similar, but it's a beautiful area. I think it's St. John's Church. is across. Have you been to Indianapolis? I have not, no. The church there is really beautiful, too, in downtown. So there'll be daily mass and adoration, stuff like that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait to hear how it goes. And yeah. Yeah, talk about it maybe next week. Or no, the following week, because you won't be here next week. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> and so I get back, yeah, next Sunday, and then Spencer and I are going to the Bahamas. So Wow. <laughs> a trip. Is that Thanksgiving, the following week already? Yes. So that's Thanksgiving oh week. And okay. um, <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. Because he gets that off for um, med school, and we haven't taken a trip for maybe since our honeymoon two years ago mm-hmm. he's like let's just go I'm like i feel like four christmases like we're abandoning everyone <laughs> the family for thanksgiving oh my gosh it'll be fun though it'll be great so good things ahead mm-hmm. for sure but today's episode i kind of wanted to dive into what's been going on in our world around us today um it seems like Everybody in our faith (laughs) is kind of uh, feeling in a depressed state right now. Mm. So um, we know that this past week was the Ohio election, right? And we were kind of in our faith, you know, um, hoping that issue one did not pass. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it did. And I think 
everyone is just kind of feeling a little bit down because of that because we tried and now it feels like oh we've been defeated like (laughs) and plus with all this war around us division um i don't know about you but i've just i felt that way a little bit too at first but then even just people around me i've just felt like everybody's is just in a sad or um upset mood i guess yeah i mean there's definitely i mean so much uh just kind of tension and it felt it has felt like there's been a lot of tension just kind of all around us for for a long time but now especially that tension is now you know leading some to some feelings of just kind of um sadness or you -hmm. know at least feelings of hopelessness just kind of that kind of thing depression like you said it's it's definitely yeah i can i can feel it too at times so right So I thought that today we can kind of just explore the difficulties that come with living the faith in a culture and world that sometimes denies it. Mm -hmm. This is a constant battle, I think, of living our faith because Mm -hmm. it seems like the division is getting greater um, as we go on, but the evil one has always been at work and we know that. Yeah. But... I think, like you said, how do we as Christians find that sense of hope? Hmm. Where do we find that hope? And how do we continue to trust in God and be confident with living our faith? So that's kind of what I hope to talk about today. Yeah, I think that's that's so important to, to, to do that. And that's really, I think one way to describe what our journey of faith is all about. Mm-hmm. Like how do we how do we live in this world where we have the kingdom of God has has begun as Jesus said like the kingdom of God is at hand it's it's now yeah but it's not fully brought to completion yet right mm-hmm. and so like we st- we're living in this this time of yep we're, we're um, we've been baptized we've been brought into the victory of Christ over sin and death and yet we still deal with sin and death in our own lives mm-hmm. and so we're living in this kind of already but not yet kind of state of the kingdom of God and so there's it takes um every day like you said it's it's really a battle it's like how do we continue uh moving forward in the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. rooted in Christ and his victory and um not allow uh the enemy the evil one to to overwhelm us or overcome our hope and our faith and that kind of thing right exactly I did the Bible in a year, I think last year Mm -hmm. I finished it, Um, and I remembered what Father Mike Smith, he was kind of going through a Paul's letter to the Ephesians, and this stood out to me, um, especially for our conversation today, putting on the armor of God, and this is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, so reading this through and recognizing everything that's going on with the influence of the media, Hollywood, entertainment, it's not all bad, right? Right, right. This world is good. But, however, there are, uh, well, the evil one can influence within, right? Um, So our ability to recognize what is good and what is bad, and we have that ability, but sometimes it can be influenced. Uh, so I don't know. I was reading through, uh, this chapter and I just want to read just part of it really quick, um, because it kind of, kind of gives us that sense of hope here. So it says, 
For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> A lot there. Yeah. But... Father Mike, I remember him talking about this in, in this chapter. He said, we often, we're, we're so focused in fighting each other, yeah. <laughs> fighting one another, when we're not the issue, or we shouldn't be the issue. It's, the battle is the world around us, and mm. sometimes with our culture and society, um, where that could be the battle and the influence of the evil one. So we just get so caught up and fighting each other and, and making more division. Right. So that's what St. Paul kind of talks about at the beginning. And then he talks about this armor of God mm. and putting this armor of God on. So he talks about a few things here. So like putting on the helmet of salvation, mm -hmm. you know, protecting our minds and reasonings from the works of the evil one. So basically like knowing the truth, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that can help us. And then putting on this breastplate of righteousness. So like covering our chest, right? It allows us to enter into battle with full confidence. <laughs> um, and you can stop me if you have any like things yeah. to add as I go through these Yeah, things. no, I think I, think I was just going to uh, say about the breastplate of righteousness, covering our chest. I mean, just that imagery of yeah. the chest being like the, the dwelling place of our heart. Mm-hmm. And the heart so often in uh, scripture, especially, is like the place where our uh, emotions reside, but also our will as yeah. well, our, where we make our choices and that kind of thing. And so this imagery of like uh, protecting our our heart, our emotions and our will, and knowing that they've been strengthened by the grace that God has given us mm -hmm. uh, to make right choices right. and to know like, okay, this isn't just us trying to defend ourselves on our own. It's like, no, like we've been um, empowered and strengthened and emboldened to choose what is good and right and true. And so it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in this battle. I, I've been given this armor mm -hmm. of God. This isn't my own armor I've come up with. Like God has, has um, armed me with these things. And uh, yeah. especially that, that breastplate uh, piece was just really kind of speaking to me. It's like, yeah, that's to protect our hearts, which is so... Um, yeah. uh, precious to God in terms of like that's like the seat kind of of, of our person and um, right. he really wants to protect that and strengthen that so that we can live um, live for righteousness right and then it explains you know the shield of faith mm -hmm. so our faith is the shield that defends us from the attacks of the evil one mm -hmm. I think of Captain America shield, there you go. <laughs> shield. <laughs> and you know, it can't be destroyed, this hmm. shield, or it shouldn't be destroyed, which, mm -hmm. you know, the shield is our faith. Right, right. 
And then this, the sword of the spirit, right? So made of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. So talking about how our spiritual battles, they're fought with prayer, right? right? And, you know, trusting in God's works. So the sword of the spirit. Right. And this goes back to what you were saying, you know, we don't, and what St. Paul said, you know, we don't battle against flesh and blood. We yeah. battle against the evil powers of, of, of this fallen world where, mm-hmm. yeah, we need to recognize, okay, what are the weapons in the battle that we as Christians are meant to uh, battle with? And, and who is our enemy really as Christians? Like you said, it's, it's not this person standing in front of me who might have a different belief or a different, um, you know, way of, of, of thinking. It's, it makes me think of the old saying, you know, love the sinner and hate the sin. Yeah. You know, that's really hard to do. <laughs> right. It's hard for us to separate, you know, the two things, the sin and the sinner. Mm-hmm. But that's our challenge as Christians. And that's how we're, we're, we're called to, to step into that realm and yeah. do our best to recognize, okay, yeah, this person in front of me is good and mm-hmm. is loved by God. And while this person may not agree with me, and I may not agree with him or her, I'm still called to, to love this person and to recognize, yeah, even if this person is, is involved in or engaged in some really heinous things, yeah. um, it's like, okay, you know, I'll take up the sword of, of the spirit and battle with prayer and to recognize, okay, I need to engage with that enemy, not thinking like, okay, this, this person needs to be destroyed in front of me, or I need to... Not just an kind of, actual sword. Not an actual sword, exactly, yeah, sword <laughs> of the spirit, right? And it's just the sense of, yeah, I'm not trying to win an argument with this person, or just to try to, you know, just own them in some way. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my heart is meant to be the heart of Christ, mm. and um, to engage with someone in that way. Because I think we can be overcome with a lot of our emotions mm-hmm. in with anger and frustration with a lot of people, but right. having that patience to, okay, let's take a step back. And what you were saying is we're called to to love one another, right? Mm-hmm. And God made everyone good. Right. The acts that they're doing might not be good, right. um, but this tool that we have of prayer mm-hmm. is so, so powerful. And I think we forget like sometimes we're like oh, i'll pray for you or or we don't even say that like if we're seeing someone <sighs> struggling or they, they they're kind of lost um mm. i think we should be called to pray for them or just add them into our intentions because uh i mean god can work many things through prayer so right and it's just as important or maybe even we might say more important than like the intercessory kind of prayer, praying for others is recognizing, okay, I need to make sure that I am, mm-hmm. you know, in communion with the Lord myself right. in prayer, mm-hmm. right? Because I can't give what I don't have. Yep. And so I need to be sure that I am staying in, in constant contact <laughs> with Jesus, uh, with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in prayer so that, yeah, I, I am uh, allowing Christ to live in me and, and live through me Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to kind of do all this on my own. I realize I need to depend on God for everything. Right. I need to let him be the one to uh, change hearts and touch hearts. Because I, I can't do that. No. Only Christ can do that. And so I need to make sure that I am in communion with the Lord mm-hmm. in, in word and deed and thought as best as I can. So that, you know, it's, it's his life and his power, his spirit 
that's able to work through uh, my, my words and actions. Exactly. And then we have this belt of truth. So we know that the world often can give us lies, right? Mm-hmm. And the evil one is behind this. Father, <laughs> lies. The father of lies, yeah. Yeah. Um, but with this belt of truth, we're really able to know what is right in our hearts and minds, right? To really know and seek the truth, I think. So um, we can be blinded by a lot, especially, like I said, in entertainment and the media and with a lot of us in social media. Um, This is a struggle here. So we can go and we can watch these movies and and everything like that. Um, We're not sheltered from the world, right, or the culture, but this belt of truth kind of helps us to recognize, okay, like, I know that maybe that part of the movie, you know, that action was bad, but, um, or this is good, so. Yeah, the belt of truth can really help to form and shape our conscience, which we don't talk a whole lot about um, every day, like the fact that each of us has a conscience, and our conscience is supposed to, it needs to be formed and, and shaped and strengthened, and so we need a good kind of formation for our conscience and that we can call that kind of the belt of truth yeah even just the reality of there is an objective truth mm-hmm. because in our culture today it's such a, a relativistic culture that says you know that's your truth but it's not my truth or you know you might believe that but someone else might believe something different and the two can be you know simultaneously held together and mm-hmm. in some cases that's true but in other cases you know there two things can't be true in certain situations and so for us as Christians you know we do believe in objective truth we need to hold fast to that hold fast to that yeah truth does exist and we can know it mm-hmm. and um, everyone can know it St. Paul talks about that too it's it's our human heart is made to know the truth um, mm-hmm. and yeah to really uh, gird ourselves with that can give us a lot of uh, strength and courage as mm-hmm. we move forward not a not a false sense of, of, of confidence or something like that, but mm-hmm. it's an okay, yep, there is truth, and um, everyone can come to know it uh, to some level, and, you know, I'll do my best to, to share that with others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the last part is this, you know, our feet prepared with the gospel of peace. So <laughs> how Jesus said, you know, blessed are the peacemakers. So mm. really kind of directing our movement towards peace, right? That's what I kind of understood from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's St. Paul's last, I think, point of this this whole body armor Mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. And really just doing our best to always strive for peace and to live peace, right? Right. I think it's interesting, this whole letter to the Ephesians. I mean, for some context, St. Paul, the Ephesus at the time was you know, not a very Christian area. It was, right. you know, I had a lot of people who believed lots of different things. Um, a lot of kind of pagan theologies were there. And Paul was writing this letter at the time in jail. And mm. so for persecuted for his faith. So he's speaking from experience here. He's not writing this in a, in a comfy, you know, <laughs> comfy, easy, easy lifestyle here. He's writing this letter from jail to encourage his brothers and sisters in the faith, to encourage his fellow Christians that, yeah, you're going to experience hardship. You're going to experience trial and persecution. Um, but mm-hmm. as Jesus himself said, you know, do not be afraid. I have overcome the world. 
you know, and we, right. we really ground ourselves and root ourselves in that truth that Christ has won the war mm-hmm. and, and we are still, we're still fighting, um, to, to, to battle through it ourselves, but we, we move forward in confidence and in hope that, yeah, Christ is victorious over sin and death, the ultimate enemy. Right. And we do, we need to keep our eyes fixed on that. And we can trust God because he said this, right? Exactly. He said this this is going to happen, right. right? But it's really hard once we're in it. Right. <laughs> it always is. Um, but I think my question is, okay, we know, we know this darkness around us is going to continue. But how do we, thinking of this armor of God, how do we then really gain that strength and confidence again like what are the some things that we can remember um i saw this catholic mom blog post about being catholic in a secular world so she first says like it's okay to be catholic Mm. (laughs) right um it's okay like we're not we don't have to deny our faith right when the world around us does right yeah we don't have to deny it we don't have to apologize for being catholic yeah again this is such a great blessing and a gift to to be Catholic and to have this faith. This faith really is a gift, and and the the, the truth that the Church has has um, passed down through the generations and has maintained through the generations. This is a guiding light in the midst of a very kind of dark and um, chaotic time. That yeah. the truth is really um, you know, the Church and the truth are really sources of strength for us. And so, yeah, we don't need to shy away from our Catholicism. Right. And we need to be unapologetic about it, you know, mm-hmm. so. She also points out, we don't force our faith upon others, right? Um, Jesus doesn't want people to feel forced. You know, he gave us free will, but we are called as Catholics to, to live our faith. So, and we can have these conversations um, in a loving way. She also mentions do all things with love, right? We're called to love one another. Like you were saying, God made everyone good. Mm-hmm. And to serve as a model rather than forcing this upon someone. Right. And lastly, praying for those around you. So exactly what you were saying, how powerful prayer is in our world today. Right, right. And looking at saints oh my goodness, <laughs> as yeah. role models as well. Right, yeah. I mean, we talk about St. Paul and his letter writing from jail. Um, this, the stories of the saints, this is such a, a powerful way for us to know that, yeah, our, our brothers and sisters have gone through the same thing. They've, yeah. they've faced trials and, and been in it, and they've done it with joy and with hope. And we can do the same thing. It's real. It's it's attainable. There is a um, a new thing on Hallow that I saw recently called uh, Saints Alive, and it's the telling of just different lives of the saints. Really, really good audio sessions. Uh, they have a podcast as well called. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But yeah, really, really good stuff. It's meant for kids as well. It's I think kind of oriented to six to twelve year olds, but I've been listening to them and they've been yeah. really, really good. Uh, they're about half an hour long, and. Um, Maybe good for longer car rides and that kind of thing. Sure. But, yeah, the more that we can immerse ourselves in the lives of the saints and be inspired by their lives Mm -hmm. will help us to know, okay, yeah, this is real. Um, Holiness is real. I can do this too. Yeah. It inspires us to to know that. So. Right. 
and this battle is real. And, and so real. Um, putting on this armor of God, mm-hmm. uh, we can do it. Exactly. <laughs> we can trust in God um, with all our heart. So I think that's the challenge for this week is do not feel defeated. Do right. not um, lose sense of hope. We are Christians and we are called to to stand up and, and keep going and be strengthened by the Spirit. Amen. So. Amen. All right. Should we close in prayer? Yes. I thought it would be good to kind of just use St. Paul's words for our final prayer. So that, uh, as you read earlier from Ephesians 6, Mm -hmm. uh, verses 10 to 18. So we'll use this uh, and a little bit more uh, for our final prayer. Sure. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Finally, draw your strength from the Lord and from his mighty power. Put on the armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil. For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the world rulers of this present darkness, and with evil spirits in the heavens. Therefore, put on the armor of God, that you may be able to resist on the evil day, and having done everything, to hold your ground. So stand fast with your loins girded in truth, clothed with righteousness as a breastplate, and your feet shod in readiness for the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, hold faith as a shield to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and supplication, pray at every opportunity in the Spirit. To that end, be watchful with all perseverance and supplication for all the holy ones. Lord God, we just give you thanks and praise for all the ways that you continue to uh, lead and guide us and protect us. Help us to truly place our trust in you, in your victory. Help us to put on the armor of God as St. Paul calls us to, that we may be uh, true joyful witnesses in the world and be a light to others. We make this prayer by the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father, Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will catch you next time.